here, there's a podcast afoot. That's horrible. I know. <laughs> Tom and Matt attack. We are, apparently, after oh, wow. that terrible introduction. I apologise. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. No, neither did I. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit weird, to be honest with you. Hello, Matt. Hello, Thomas. I haven't seen you for a while. You haven't? You haven't seen me for precisely... Let's say a week. Yeah, just over a week. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's that worked out for you? It's been all right. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Yeah. No, uh, it's it's been okay. You yeah, know, no, me too. I've been back in Uke. Um not the ukulele, but the the country that is a United Kingdom. You insist on calling it that, don't you? I do. I That's do like calling it uke. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might be the only person. I probably am. I'm trying to start something. I'm trying to coin phrases. Well, the perfect place to start something, uh, putting it on the internet. It is, yeah. Like this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> it's also on the internet and featured on both Danish and the UK iTunes in New and Noteworthy. So thank you very much for listening, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, etc. And if you're listening and you haven't done those things, if you'd like to help out, we'd appreciate it. Yes, I yeah. concur. <laughs> Everything so, matters. Yeah, thanks. Honestly, it means a lot, guys. And 700 Twitter followers now. We're going strong. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> I I don't know. I, it's a roller coaster, Tom. Yeah, it certainly is. It is a non-stop so, thrill ride. It is a hype train. Well, maybe we should just stick to what we're doing because it's obviously working. Apparently so. <laughs> so well, <laughs> at least the illusion of it working. Anyway, we could be like Enron. You know, we could just keep going, and these things. Who's he? Thing. Enron is a company. Oh, um, I thought he was an elf. They, they the pretty room. much in like, in the nineties or two thousands. I think it was. They kind of. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. Pretty much, they gave an illusion, I think, that they weren't bankrupt, but they were or something, and they kept going. Okay. Yeah, yeah but we're not bankrupt. No, we're no. morally on the straight and narrow. <laughs> we're good. We're good and tidy people. I don't know. Well, did you buy anything in the last week? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Goodbye. Did you play anything? No. 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 See you uh, later. Yeah. No, I, as I mentioned, I was in the UK which naturally means I've spent an awful lot of money on computer games. Naturally? Naturally. In your case. Yeah, well, it's the UK. I'm, and I, ta- I had a conversation with Tom earlier, and I think I've kind of... I've hit the point where pretty much most things I want now, I have, and anything else is really just... And I good. didn't believe you. Honestly, <laughs> like, no, no, I did to an I, extent, but I, I don't believe that Matt Boyle won't stop buying I, video games. I, I won't <laughs> stop buying video games, I'm aware, but, like, there's... Short of a few PlayStation and PS2 titles, which are more curiosities than anything. And what I've... are these? Can you name any? Uh, the Shadow Heart series on PS2. Oh, yeah. For an RPG fan, I'm surprised you haven't I've... delved into that. I had the first two and completed them. So oh, I've kind of... so you have already. I've already done them, yeah. I'd like to own them for the sake of I mean... owning them. Like I was saying to one of our Twitter followers yesterday, I finally got all of the... Um, 
the Soul Blazer trilogy and the Grand Stream Saga, which is the game that was published by Sony afterwards once they'd parted ways with Enix, the team. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to actually be able to own those all in one go and not have to sell them. And Soul Blazer, uh, yeah, Soul Blazer's obviously hard to get hold of anyway. That one's just luck that I own that, but. Yeah, it's not really... I've got most things now. I've got Radiant Historia for the DS, finally. I finally found a game I've been looking for for the DS, which I'll mention later, because I played it as well. And, yeah, I've just kind of... There's a few new games I want coming out. There's also... Ooh, actually, I want to mention that. There's a big campaign at the moment going on on Twitter and Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it, Tom. Uh, no, to no. get rid of region locking. On Nintendo oh, consoles. Cam- I, know, I, know it, I know it was something people were asking for. Yeah, um, people are petitioning. Pat- petitioning? Petitioning? Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's yeah, right. I can use that word. Um, petitioning, yeah. Yes, petitioning. Uh, against Nintendo to remove region locking on their consoles now that Microsoft and Sony have both said, oh, we're not region locking our consoles anymore. And obviously the big N is the one holding out. Mm. Even though they've, you know, previously handheld, not been region locked before this. I only wish that uh, Sony had, uh, you know, uh, stopped region locking a long time ago. Yeah, it would have been nice. Because I obviously was having recently bought a Japanese PS2. Yeah, I, I could have ha- done without having spent what I did to for that luxury. Yeah, fortunately, the US PS2 I bought didn't cost that much, but now we have four PlayStation Twos in the apartment because of this. One of each region in the slim. Admittedly, yours doesn't work very well for the UK, but then we've got a fat one as well that I picked up in a car boot. So that's two UK ones and then American and a Japanese one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's correct, yeah. Serious business. <laughs> you never have enough PS2s. You can't have enough PS2s. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, they're, they're pretty cheap because they were so well-received, which is nice. Hmm, on the whole. Yeah, on the Unless whole. you buy a Japanese one. Unless you buy, well, <laughs> if you buy a Japanese one in Japan, they're right. Yeah, that, a that's the annoying thing, isn't it? That's mm, maybe a, a flight to Japan's a lot more expensive, though. Probably, <laughs> I think so. I'd imagine yeah, so. I yeah, imagine, <laughs> I imagine more than yeah, I paid. No, but um, yeah, it's starting to get to that stage now where I've actually picked up a few things when I was back in the UK that I was just like. Oh, sweet! I actually wanted you for ages, and now I'm kind of content. Oh wow. Um, I'll start off by saying a big, 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 big thank you to the American student who studied in Swansea and before leaving thought, hey, I'll sell all my JRPGs to this local shop. And as a result, I got Xenosaga episode one and episode three. Yay! Oh, sorry. No, you you can carry on. I was going to ask what Xenosaga was. It's a game by uh, Monolith Soft, published by Namco. And how do you define it? Is, is it a sci-fi it's RPG? It's a sci-fi JRPG. To be honest with you, never actually played it. I have oh. the second episode, which I've had since it launched in the UK. And that was the only one that was ever released. And it came with a DVD, which I assumed, because it's like a special collector's edition, that this DVD would be one of the actual game like the previous game, to kind of fill you in because the second one starts after the first. And it's not. It's a DVD of the cinematics on the second game. So they're essentially giving you the game on a disc so you don't have to play it, which seems like the most irrelevant Mm. thing in the world. I'm curious. I'm just having a look at the... uh... The boxes. There's a subtitle to this first one, episode one. Yeah, they're on German. The Willy Zormacht... Yeah, they're in German. I don't the know Willy, why. The Willy, the Willy. 
The yeah. Billy Zorn. I'm not sure if there is the second one. It's just called Xena Saga Episode 2, but it could be that it's because I've got the... Oh, it is. Zezuts von Gut Ebus, apparently. Yeah, that is good. Um, yeah, so what what can I tell about this game from the back of it? There's a weird-looking space creature, something that looks like a Gundam, lots of girls, a girl with blue hair. Yeah, that looks quite Japanese and RPG-like. But yeah, um, it's uh, from the team, it's spiritual success to Xenogears, which, in my opinion, stands as probably mm. the best RPG on the PlayStation 1. Here, these aren't as good, but I've heard they're good. And then, obviously, they went on to develop um, Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. on the Wii, and I'm eagerly anticipating X, as it's currently called, on the Wii U. Some cool-looking robots. Yeah, some seriously cool-looking uh, robots. Um, that remind me of Zone of the Enders. Yeah, it's Perfect. definitely that kind of feel to them. Yeah. It's like futuristic Gundam. Yeah. Hmm. But no, it's very cool, or at least from the outset, it looks it. Anyway, um... Very much looking forward to playing them. Like I said, I think I bought Xenosaga Episode 2 when it launched, I think, like 2008, 2009. And, yeah, I've waited to play them ever since. So I picked those up for an absolute steal of £25 for the both of them, which is pretty damn reasonable because I think you'd end up paying 25 quid for the third one alone. So, yeah, I've got the whole thing now. So well I've done. got... Yeah, it's good times. I'm completing collections. I think that's the thing where I'm like, you know, I've tie I'm tying up the loose ends now, and they all seem to be going my way. Uh, speaking of loose ends that I've wanted for a very long time, picked up a copy of Lufia Two as well last night on Amazon for a decent price for a boxed copy of it with manuals. That's apparently mint. That's an RPG. So, yes, it is an RPG for the Super Nintendo, and yeah, American copy. Uh, Rise of the Sinistrals, very, 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 very good game that I've never, ever been able to get a copy of. Is that of. the subtitle of it? Rise of the Sinistrals, yeah. It's like, a, I explained this before on a previous podcast, It's the technically it's the first game because the first game ends with the end battle of the second game. But then they kind of realised, hey, we'd like to tell that story and not just mm. have this really cool intro boss it's like mm. your parents fight this evil and then they contain it and then it's up to the children to contain it as well no i liked about um wonder boy uh the dragon's curse what Tom? right it takes place directly after i think wonder boy in monster world yeah or monster land that's what the xenosaga games two. do yeah but it's, it's cool i i, I like how it starts with the castle falling apart and then you get cursed and yeah kind of kind of yeah the intro kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've played it, but I have my copy, you know, I brought it over with me. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, where you start off oh. as a super-powered Richard and Belmont, and then you go to the top of the castle and fight Dracula. You lose all your powers. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah, this is a trend. It's that kind of thing, where it's just like, you know, it's showing what came before. No, I, n- I never got Symphony of the Night, because I bought um, the one on the PSP, the remake of one. Of the Castlevania uh, yeah, games. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Can't remember and I, I can't even remember what it's called either. And uh, I, I knew it was an unlockable on that game. Oh, okay. Uh, and maybe I've unlocked it now, yeah. I think I've unlocked it. Yeah. I'm talking to the mic, man. <laughs> you're reminiscing <laughs> off the mic, Tom. <laughs> Your soft charms. Oh, yeah, um, I do apologise. 
I got a copy of uh, Alintra for the PlayStation 1, which I'd like to say a very, very big thank you to the guys at Super Tomato in Cardiff for hooking me up with, because I've been looking for it for quite a while. Hmm. Actually, a Western game in the style of a Japanese action RPG. Really? Ever played it? Yeah, it's developed no. by, I've forgotten the name, Studio Did Wipeout. Sai... Signosis. Signosis, thank you very sick? much. Yeah. Slipped my mind. Yeah, but it's a very good game. Uh, the second one is unfortunately in 3D, so it's not as good as the first, in my opinion. But beautifully rendered, like hand-drawn scenes and stuff. Very good game. Yeah, on a par with like a Zelda title, I'd say. Ooh, a lot of people would disagree with me there, I think. But I honestly, high praise. I honestly think it's a very good game. Um, what else have we got? Then picked up two bargains on the PSP which is something I haven't done for a long time, but I thought I'll bring my PSP back because I want to play Persona 3. And I picked up Final Fantasy for the complete collection in a nice little box set with um, a co- the original copy of Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 4 After Stories, I want to say it's called. That. It's a direct sequel that Square made for mobile in 2000s. And then they ported... It's on the Wii, I think it came out first, actually, and now it's on the PSP in this collection. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard it's a lot of rehashes and stuff, but I really like FF4, and I've never played it, so I picked it up for that. £4. And I also got Breath of Fire 3. <laughs> four, four pound. Yeah. Four, four pound. It's, yeah. I, I got know. four, four, four pound. It's Final Fantasy five, five pound. <laughs> I wish. Mm. Oh, no, um, and then I got Breath of Fire 3. Three pound. Four pound. Oh. Yeah. I already own it on the uh, PS1, but I... I like playing JRPGs in a portable format, so I picked it up for £4 because then you, I can complete it on the You go. mentioned Persona. Yeah. Wasn't it Persona 2 you're after um, for the PSP? That, yeah, but I got Persona 3 as well. The first three are on there. Oh, but you've already got Persona. I've oh, got that's Persona 4, isn't it? On the I've got Persona Vita. 4 on the Vita. It's oh, confusing. Uh, Persona 3 I've got as a physical copy yeah. on the PSP, and yeah. I, I want 1 and 2. But two is two different games. Yeah, but they they were on the store. I don't yeah, know if they're no, still I, on sale I, or not. I hope but. they are because I want to pick them up. But mm, I'll okay. see. I need to get a new memory card for my Vita. That's on my to buy list next week. Oh. Creepy noises in the <laughs> background for those who can't hear them. Sounds yeah. like a scream and a rusty gate. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> mention the Persona series. See the occult is springing up. Um, yeah, and I got another game which I'll talk about in my played, which I finally, 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 finally found. Rune Factory. Yay! There's another Rune Factory game I noticed online on Zavi.com. Uh, Rune Factory Oceans. For the PS3. I already own it. You have that one? I have it, yeah. Oh. I picked it up the same time I got the Alan game from Aarhus. Oh, Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan! <laughs> No. Oh, yeah, so pretty good. Uh, I dived into it straight away. Those of you who listen frequently remember I picked it up a couple of weeks back, the second one. I finally found a copy in N1 Games in Islington. But, no, I finally I got I can't the first. even remember what you picked up. I know. <laughs> I buy things. I can't help it. Yeah, so picked up Rune Factory. Um, I, I love it. I'll talk about it later. In my Have plate. you got Rune for it on the shelf? I didn't. We had to sacrifice <laughs> your Brian Eno. <laughs> <laughs> My Brian Eno. Yeah, poor <laughs> Brian Eno. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my boats. What about you, Tom? You picked oh, anything up this week? Yeah, that's wow. literally it. That's um, quite. Are they all JRPGs? One, two, three, four, five, 
six. Yes, they are. <laughs> I haven't bought a JRPG in a while either. Wow. So yeah, that's kind that's of cool. Impressive. Did you mention you bought The Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah. Before you went I, away. I bought that ah, last okay. week, didn't I? So uh, this week, uh, I've put a few things Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, I picked up uh, Jet Set Radio as it was on offer. Uh, 400 points. I thought you already owned it. On the Dreamcast. Oh, I don't have a Dreamcast here. I'm sure I remember you playing it. I thought you had it on the PS3. Oh, no, I played a demo on the PS3. Oh, okay, okay. So, so great game. Very fond memories of Jet Set Radio. Played it again recently in demo form and enjoyed it. Thought 400 points. Might as well have a copy on the Xbox. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Cinemora, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, that's the South Korean shooter. From 51? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's I think the right? studio's digital reality. And then the, oh, the, yeah, the, it's in collaboration with Grasshopper. In collaboration right? with Grasshopper. Uh, they also did uh, Black Knight Sword as well, which I did pick up as, yeah. well a few weeks ago. Back in uh, time. Just been playing that now, actually. I'll, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a moment. Uh, Deadpool. I, you I, did I, purchase this. I, I pre-ordered Deadpool the other week, and I'm quite looking forward to it. I've not read any reviews. I presume reviews are out there now. Uh, I've not looked into it purely because I've actually cancelled my subscription to Deadpool this week back when I was in the UK. Oh. I So you want to forget Deadpool? It was once my favourite superhero, and then he was in everything, and he became very popular. Oh, and now and he's got a video right- game. He's yeah, That's his, it now. No, it's just his writing became really silly. It okay. used to just be... I don't know, I think... No, I kind of got grown up too It did look very silly, and that's what attracted me to it. It was a combination of a third-person action game with guns and swords, which yeah. I, I like. Like Ninja Gaiden, or Devil May Cry, that kind of thing. Uh, but with, with, a, with a quite a, a wicked sense of humour as well. Mm, like Lollipop Chainsaw, for instance. That's what I liked about old Deadpool, but mm. the, the comics started to become too aware of themselves. And I think it's uh, Brian Poussain, his American comedian. I think it's him who's writing it now, but it didn't really improve that much for me. Oh, I wonder if he wrote the game. Maybe. I have to find know. out. Uh, but the, the trailer, game might be all right. trailer looked good to me. Uh, I'm not going to read any reviews. And maybe I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to play it when it arrives. I think I should get it on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I think s- you may possibly write a review for it. Uh, write a review. Yes. I may talk about it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we'll have to pre-record the podcast. Uh, you won't be able to record it on usual recording day because I'll be going back to the UK. So we will. Be sure to uh, let you guys know about that one if you haven't already played it or read a review. <laughs> uh, and lastly, by no means least, I bought a game called How to Mount Your Friends. This is an oh, Xbox Live I... indie title. Um I'll talk more about that in a minute. I was sceptical, but if anyone saw our Twitter feed yesterday, or if you haven't, just look at the Vine videos I posted up. The best 80 points I've ever spent. I wholeheartedly agree. I would go so far as to say Danish deal of the week that is universal. I really want you to go out and buy it because <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, um, that brings us on to Played, I guess. Yeah, go on, Matt. Exciting let's, times. Let's have a guess where I've been playing, Tom. Oh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Even though you're not meant to be playing video games so much. See, this is the beauty of Animal Crossing. I couldn't really play video games that much. Because of your injury. Oh, it's, it's actually feeling okay now, uh, <laughs> for those concerned as well. Thank you. Um, really? Yeah. Did we have some I'd, concern? I had some concern, which is <laughs> nice. Those of you who weren't concerned, you should <laughs> ask yourself <laughs> about your moral ambiguity. Um, no, uh, my arm's okay now. i just kind of played it. In little bursts over the week. 
sorry. But it's perfect game for picking up and playing for a half hour and then putting back down. So it worked in my favour and obviously seeing friends and family and stuff. So didn't have that much time to game this week anyway. Uh yeah. I I'm suckered into that game like you wouldn't believe. I've started pre-buying wallpaper and flooring and furniture for other rooms that will one day be in my house because I'm like, oh, that room will do that. Never done that in Animal Crossing game. I'm actually quite scared. Mm. I made a Tomomat attack flag. Yeah, that which was cool. I'm sure there will be a QR code for soon, and I, I've got an idea for a contest that if you put the flag up, we may give you something that I'll discuss with Tom off. Of the microphone. Mwahaha. I'll tease it, but I'll let you know on Twitter when I do it. Yeah, just, I can't talk about it anymore because we talked about it for about an hour last week. It's just fun. Go buy it. No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um. Yeah, then I played Rune Factory, which is just kind of like out of the frying pan into the fire because I'd been playing Animal Crossing and then I finally located this copy in a cash generator for £7.50, which is... A lot less than the eBay so, slash Amazon it's asking so funny price. Funny how many times I saw that game when I used to work at Game. How many times I saw it before store. I knew what it was? Yeah, and and it was couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, and now people and, seem to want. It. Yeah, and now it's just ridiculously <laughs> obscure. Yeah, uh, but no, picked it up. Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I like Harvest Moon. It's um, like Harvest Moon. It is pretty much Harvest Moon, <laughs> um, except you level up your abilities um there's a leveling feature to it which is quite nice but then you also have to like defend your farm and the villagers and stuff and it's just cool i really like it toby our friend would also love it i think Mm. but just a very very good game um yeah i honestly i can't really talk about it that much if you've played harvest moon you'll know what it is if you haven't it's a farm simulator game (laughs) And it you, sounds funny. Sorry, you laugh I'm sure that, it's great. But like, think how many people play Farmville. Yeah, without, I know. I and this know. Very popular. You know, this farm hasn't got the ridiculous. Hey, you can wait seven hours for those crops to grow, or you can pay us five pounds yeah, and no, they'll grow now. Not. So yeah, it's it's good. And like I said, the RPG element of it doesn't feel out of place. Kind of reminds me a bit of like if you mashed Contact in with it for some reason. Oh, really, Contact. Just like the the way that you obviously, like, when you hoe in the ground and stuff, is essentially building up your attack because you're building your muscles and all this kind of stuff. Oh. It's really cool. I really, really, really enjoy well, it. Well, we're kind of on a subject of Harvest Moon. Did Harvest Moon 64 ever get released? 64, I believe, in the States, not in the UK. Hmm. Uh, just something I'm curious about. Pretty I sure. I remember. Um, I don't think... I think the first Harvest Moon game we got in the UK... Was the Game Boy one? Because I own it. I think I played the Super Nintendo one on emulation because it wasn't available in the UK. And this was back in the days when I didn't have any money mm. for anything because I was twelve. And <laughs> I, yeah, I played it a lot on the Super Nintendo and really enjoyed it. I think that's probably why my, yeah, that must be my love of Animal Crossing because I see similarities between Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon. Of course, yeah. Um, Undeniable. Yeah, stems from, and I really like both. But Room Factory is cool. I'm. I'll tell you next week, maybe, because I'm plan on playing it a bit more this week because my arm's feeling a lot better, and see where the RPG elements go. 
and if there is like quests and dungeons and stuff because there's caves dotted around where you can grow crops that are like greenhouses and they have special effects and things but i don't know if they're you know is bosses or anything in a traditional rpg sense mm. okay but yeah, it's good then i played the last of us purely because i was aware that it's starting to become two or three weeks after it so everyone's starting to make memes and stuff now in the whole internet thing of well if you haven't played it now it's your own fault so i'm getting stuck into it mm, hey yeah i i saw you start it earlier it's all like the prologue uh to the game yeah. I think it's honestly it's very cinematic. Possibly one of the best opening sequences to a game, I think. Yeah, I, I, I certainly got drawn in just sitting watching uh what was going on. I don't think there's a lot of controllers there in that before um, the opening titles of the game. You, you gotta control the you, little girl. You walk around the house as the little girl, then you're looking around when you're in the car and oh, then yeah, you take control of Joel and you there's running. a moment, there's a real moment in in that which sets up the game. It does, uh, yeah. We won't spoil it for you if you haven't played it. And then you're just it. kind of like, oh, right, okay, that's why that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, impressive. Uh, but, yeah, well, well, how did it continue on for you? Did well, we, we kind of talked about, like, the impressiveness of it and stuff. And Naughty Dog games have always been, for me, the kind of game you can watch someone play. They're mm. not like, you know, if uh, yes, you I sat are... down with me and I was playing Rune Factory, you'd get yeah. bored to tears. And I mean, like, even with things like Remember Me and stuff, which I really enjoyed as a game and looked very nice, you weren't that inclined to watch them. Uh, Whereas... Uncharted 2, I remember quite clearly, you play my copy of it. Yeah. For a while, I've not played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, did, I started it. I climbing the train and stuff. Oh, yeah, I was climbing the train. And, uh, I think, I don't know what happened. Maybe I got fed up and passed over to you. I think we were watching a film or something. I think we just trialed it because you had it on uh, PlayStation Plus and it came free, right? No, I think I actually purchased that on a PlayStation Plus when it was discounted. Oh, okay. With, yeah. But yeah, um, Naughty Dog Games, very cinematic. And in all fairness to it, the pacing of the story and things is great. Mm. And I think it goes hand in hand with how much gameplay to story there is. And obviously you're drip-fed a lot of the story. There's a lot of cutscenes and stuff, which look very nice. Yeah, what do you think of the graphics and generally in-game graphics? I think it's pushing the PS3 as far as it can go. I think that's all that can really be said about it. I think this is the swan song of this generation in terms of what can be accomplished in graphics. (laughs) Or even gameplay. And I mean, there are a few little glitchy things which kind of annoyed me. Um... When you're fighting a certain enemy, I won't spoil it, uh, the AI can sometimes bug out and then your AI mm. will run and then that will alert this enemy that only hears via sound. Yeah. Um, oh, I may as well say. Only hears via sound. Yeah, there's an enemy in the game called, a, called a clicker. Um, sorry, they can only they can only sense, <laughs> sense you via sound. Yeah. They use like sonar. Yeah. And yeah, the AI decided randomly when I was creeping around ready to kind of stealth kill it to just run up to me, and I mean full-on run, mm. and this thing just alerted and insta-killed me, and I was just like, oh, god damn it, because I was at the end of the sequence. Mm. But they're pretty generous with checkpoints anyway, so it wasn't really that much of an yeah. issue, just more of an irk. I ran into one bit where I couldn't pull down a ladder for some reason, so I had to restart a checkpoint to get the ladder, and a few times I've walked into rooms and, like, for a split second, like, furniture's randomly just rendered in another place very quickly and then mm, gone back to where mm. it was. So it's not without its bugs. It's not without faults. And I mean, 
yeah, I, it's some things I've not experienced in games for a while, but I can kind of forgive it at the moment. I've not got to that stage. And I tend to find this with Naughty Dog games, and I know people are going to crucify me for this comment. But like Uncharted games for me, I guess it's just because of the length of AAA titles these days where you play something for six, seven hours. But eventually they start to feel a bit long in the tooth. Gets to a point eventually in Uncharted titles usually where I feel that I've played the entire game already and I don't really need to have the experience of just randomly shooting people again just to get to another bit of plot point. You know, and this game doesn't have that at the moment. But it could be. But it could do. I see the potential for it to do that. How how I was interested in was how the combat compared to Uncharted. Is it very similar? Uh feels like Uncharted Three. Uh yeah. feels very rounded. Um, they've made you obviously because Nathan Drake is a a killing machine. Hmm. He sure that, is. That old joker that he's the nicest serial killer in the world. Um, but. They've made Joel feel more infirm in the fact that, you know, obviously... He's got a beard. He's Yeah, he's got a beard. He does just look like an old Nathan Drake from the back as well because he's got the same rucksack and a shirt and stuff. But he he aims a lot worse. Like, the aiming isn't as fluid because, obviously, he's just a bloke and he's not a trained killer. <laughs> he's just a bloke. And, like... Yeah. When you aim a rifle, because obviously you're aiming a rifle and not just like going, oh, click. It takes a while for him to kind of steady the rifle. And then when you're aiming mm. with it, like if you pan oh, over, that, the crosshair goes big. But that adds to the tension. It does, yeah. but it also hinders the combat. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. Like it's so, so easy to die against six people. Like, which, you know, in this day and age in games, you're just kind of used to killing people. And yeah, like, it's not that kind of game. It's not it does all encourage, shooter, is it? No, it does mm. encourage stealth, mm. which is something I kind of like. But at the same time, I kind of want the option to do that. I know it sounds mm. bad, and I know, obviously, that's the gameplay mechanics and things. What have we got on eBay, Tom? Ah, uh, it's just some Sega Saturn game. Uh, the Iron Man side okay. scroll. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, um, but I'm not buying it. Oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, it just feels like, even when you're punching things and stuff, and there is always this feeling of, not necessarily dread, but like the panic that you're not going to be able to kill things. Like, the overwhelming odds of this game aren't just waves of enemies. They are like six people, which gives it a feeling of realism, which is kind of nice. But at the same time in comparison to something like Uncharted where you can essentially just like walk around and kill people and stuff. It feels a bit irksome. But well, I think there's a lot of that, isn't there, nowadays? Walking around and running around and shooting each other. So yeah. so I think it's uh, I think it's nice a step in the right a, direction. Yeah, yeah I think more games should take lead from it. And obviously, you think about what you're playing more and it kind of enriches the experience when you manage to pull off a cheeky headshot on a It looked impressive or, when you shot a guy's head off. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's off. some seriously cool, like, uh, kind of fatality moves as well when you're fighting people and, like, mm. he'll use the scenery. Hey, yeah, I, I liked what you did when you made your own weapons. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's cool. It's all in-game as well. It's all kind of got that mechanic of... Oh, some survival horror games done it recently. Oh, uh, Zombie U. Um, where everything you do is done in real time. So when you're reading notes and stuff, you essentially you crouch down. So you have to make sure you're in a safe location yeah. and you'll pull stuff out of your backpack. 
and you'll read notes and whatever, and then they'll comment on them as well. It'll, it'll add to the narrative if you find these notes. Is it what... Is it... Oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> There's a lot of these games out with zombies in. Is it, is it obviously a zombie survival game, like a lot of these First games are? two, three hours didn't encounter any zombies. Mm. And I think Naughty Dog have been quoted as saying that they've gone out of their way to make sure that, like, if you wanted to, theoretically... You don't have to kill anyone. I, I might. No, actually, really? I may be wrong in saying that. I think it's like if you want to theoretically, you can like is you can go hours at a time without actually engaging in combat. If you were very good at stealth and things, um, mm. very good at these takedowns, I think it's possible from get from A to B in certain missions yeah. without having to run and gun and stuff, okay. which is good because ammo is limited. Like you wouldn't believe. I'm I'm talking more skingy than original Resident well, Evil. Well. I think I've currently got eight bullets in my gun because the AI alerted a clicker and then I needed to put it down really quick because mm-hmm. insta-kill. Okay, sounds like this game's got a bit of depth. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, my only qualm really with it at the moment is a, a phrase I'm going to coin, much like the phrase I tried to coin earlier that didn't work, um, is that I'm noticing in a lot of things recently and I, I don't think it's like lazy writing on terms of the Naughty Dog team, but it just seems to be something that everyone seems to be doing it happens in game of thrones and stuff recently and oh it's just so annoying what is it matt spit it out i can't tom it irritates me that much i've i've coined the term idd imminent death dialogue and that is when you're talking to a character and they keep saying things that are very optimistic about the future or very lovey-dovey or very like, hey, yeah, let's name our kid Ned, you know, after your dead is father. That, is that a spoiler? That won't do anything. No, I'm not going to say where it's a spoiler from. Uh, it's not from The Last of Us, don't worry. Uh, but, yeah, it's very cliched things of characters talking about what they're going to do when they finish this mission because it's all gone through so far everything's gone well mm-hmm. oh no well we're just going to retire after this one we'll make enough money off this that we won't oh, have to no, do no, it no, again no, no. and it's just like i know you're going to die now it's just like this last it's kind of spoiling the moment for you attempt to create empathy and try and get like form this relationship before you just kill it. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And I see, I see it, it suffers from, from that. And I mean, I've, I've noticed it in a lot of games and stuff and it's not really a qualm against this, but like, it's kind of annoying because you kind of know what's going to happen anyway, as me and Tom were talking about. And I won't say any spoilers for those who haven't played it. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, all oh, right, okay, that's going to happen in the next sequence then. Mm-hmm. And then it did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, check. Yeah, what can you do? I think that's just a, a trope that people have got into while writing these games and series when they're trying to create drama now. But try and avoid it. That's what Matt's saying. I'm just if saying... If you're writing just, a game. If you, if you get into that stage where you're just like, oh, well, are people going to care that this character dies? Build that up before that sequence. Mm. I Make mean, it more spontaneous. Perfect, perfect example of character death, heiress in Final Fantasy VII. I knew you were going to say that. 
It's the one that always gets people. It's because it's amazing. Like okay. it's also Chrono and but Chrono Trigger, and it. there's one or two deaths in. Stop it! You're yeah. giving it all away for these people who haven't played these games. I'm sorry. I guess I, anyone who's into I'm, games will know say, these things yeah. anyway. And there's a, there was also a death in a few other games that I was going to mention, but uh, the yeah, other yeah. one less likely than the other two. But like you know, it's just so well written. Like um, the fact. Oh, sorry, I will put a spoiler warning for Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, in the it's thing. funny. Do you really need to put a spoiler warning for Final Fantasy VII? I know. I, I yeah, yeah. I I just I know we're gonna get <laughs> stick for it otherwise. Uh, but like, it's just so well done. Like, Cloud flips out, and like on this character who you've literally seen since the opening, who looked after him. And I stuff. don't know this. And he completely wigs out because Seth Roth kind of gets control over him and he nearly kills her. And then she runs off, essentially. She leaves the party because she's scared for her life. Mm. And then you go uh, to... Because Seth Roth wants a dark material and Cloud can handle a dark material, yada, yada, yada. So you go to the uh, a place where the ancients used to live and essentially you're trying to find Eris and you're trying to save her because you think Seth Roth might have her. And then you, you walk up the stairs towards her and you're just like, oh, great, there's Eris, cool. And then just like it goes into a cutscene and Seth Roth falls from the sky and with the Masamoon stabs her through the back and she just slumps and dies. Mm. And your whole party's just like, what the hell? And you, you fight a boss and then like after oh. the boss is done... Cloud just like picks her up and is super depressed, obviously, because he, he loved her. Arguably, wow. her and Tiffa, there was kind of a love triangle thing going on where obviously both of them cared for him a lot and stuff, and he wasn't really oh. all there. And he just lays her to rest in the water, and then it kind of becomes a thing then with him where he needs to get revenge. Not only does he need to save the planet and do these other things, but yeah, I that happens. Yeah, Corner trigger, like you know, <laughs> main character. I'm putting spoiler warnings. Main character just goes like your your main character dies because of your like what you think you've been trying to achieve isn't actually. I didn't know that. I, I, but I've started playing that game. I'll, I'll probably never finish playing that exactly. game. Exactly. But I, I did start. I I'll, like the frog. Yeah, frog's awesome. <laughs> Frog's amazing. I like Robo. Oh, Chrono Trigger is such a good game. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I won't say any more than that because the. Well, well you've I've, said it now. No, well, Chrono Dying is kind of a a common thing. You can is get it? him back. Yeah. Oh, you can get him back. Yeah, you can bring him back to life. I didn't say. How. Oh, it's like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, kind of. Bring him back to life. Yeah. No much. Dragon Balls involved though. No. I imagine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. But yeah. So I kind of wish The Last of Us did that. Don't worry, I'll put in a little edit with spoiler warnings and stuff. So I think we should just call this podcast Spoiler Warnings. No, no. That would that I think yeah. be quite a <laughs> I think we should just put Final a Final Fantasy Seven spoiler warning. I think we should just put a picture of Ares dying on the little on the little caption. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Um Go on. What else? Yeah, what so else? Moving that, on. Yeah, Last of Us, good. I'll I'm gonna play more of it, I'll let you know, but not a, I don't see the perfect tens to be honest with you. I think it's as good as it could be, but like there maybe are things it's gonna that hit could be you done like better. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. who knows? Yeah. It's good though. 
Um, yeah, and I played a little tiny little bit of Terranigma just to check my cartridges working. Oh, that was then, nothing. Yeah, but then I, I was just... You can't put that on the playlist. I can, because it gave me rushes of nostalgia I'm, for the game I'm going to enjoy. I'm not going to put I Play So Calibre this week. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> ah! Yeah, it's okay. We got an explicit tag. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but then I played a game with you. Which we've already talked about that cost you eighty Microsoft points. Yeah, I, I will speak about that, and I will let you speak about that. Okay, yeah, Th- this game, ahead. I will. Well, I might as well start with it now. How to mount your friends? Uh, I <laughs> it caught my attention with its fantastic uh, Xbox indie game uh, cover art, uh, featuring two burly gentlemen <laughs> kind of hugging each hugging other, each right? Other. And it made me giggle a little bit, and so I thought, oh, well, I'll try the trial, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> And the, 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 the moment when, the, uh, basically, the idea of the game is to create a tower of men. And, and all these men uh, climb onto each other wearing speedos. Yeah, with a very dangly bits between their legs. Yeah. That yeah. swing <laughs> like a metronome at times. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's amazing about this game is unique... Uh, what do you call it, control method, which is uh, each one of the uh, guy's limbs is uh, attached to a button on the Xbox controller. So, um, for example, X and I think B are his arms, maybe? I think so. Something like that. And Y and A are his legs. Uh, so uh, you have to hold down the button of the limb you want to move, and then uh, while you're holding the button down, move the uh, left analog stick in direction. So you have to kind of pull this character along, and, and <laughs> the first moments when you watch your character flailing around on the ground as you try and get your head around this control scheme are hilarious. Um, and then the next step is to mount the goat. Yes, it is. Uh, there's the goat in the middle of the level, and the idea is to get your first guy on top of the goat. And try and get as much height as possible. It's all about getting as high as you can. Yeah. Uh, so then the next dude comes in. You have to climb on top of the other guy. And then so on and so forth, getting as high as you can. There's a few different game modes. They don't differ a lot from mode to no, mode. No, it's pretty it's, much the same thing. But right? but really, it, it it's that basic idea which... Uh, it brings a lot, a lot of joy. You know, if you're just playing with friends, you know, gather a few people around, take turns uh, to control one of the one of the guys, and create this tower of uh, of men. Yeah, developed by a guy called Daniel Steger, a Canadian dude. Yeah, who has his own publishing thing called Steger Games. He also did. Such classics as Baby Maker. Baby Maker, right? yeah, two. yeah. Two yeah. is advertised, yeah, on, on there. Uh, and and a few other ones as well, which I, I'd love to check out because this game's captured my imagination. It's because it's genius. That's <laughs> and, and I tell you, there's no better game to play among friends. No, than, it, than, than, it was than, hilarious. There were four and, uh, of us giggling like I, children. I can, I can, I can recommend uh, trying out with different soundtracks. Now, the soundtrack oh. as it is is very epic and it's, it's, it's hilarious for the actual... Acts of of the game, scantily clad men climbing on each other, uh, and occasionally they'll groan. That's the podcast title. <laughs> scantily clad men climbing on each other. No, yeah. I don't. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be appealing to demographics. Yeah. We'll be very. But I do urge you to at least try the trial, and, and if like me you enjoy it, just just purchase the game because it's it's the best eighty points I've bet next Xbox. Honestly, right. I I'm tempted to buy it, even though Tom has bought it just to support, just to support yeah. it because it's genius. Yeah. Um, 
we played it last night. If you look at, like I said, the Twitter feed, you can see on our Vine mm. that I've posted some videos of us playing the game. With different music. To music yeah. such as Kate Bush's... Kate Bush running up the hill. <laughs> um, a bit of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan <laughs> blowing in the wind makes it very poignant. Blowing in the wind is probably the best. <laughs> Didn't you also play to some Queen? Uh, I'm going uh, slightly mad. Queen yeah. is is another good one uh, <laughs> Born to Run is particularly epic Born to Run was oh, brilliant I think my favourite was A Circle of Life Elton John oh I can't <laughs> get over that where you created a very large kind of horseshoe shape yeah, and climbed into the sky and then curled around so there's, there's the timed options where you have say uh, a, a minute or, or whatever to get your man as you know yeah. get your man on top of the other man <laughs> can't believe I'm saying this uh, and then there's modes which don't have a time limit, so you can just freely create uh, a, a tower, a, 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 a sculpture of men. Yes. Uh, and that's called Mancraft, which is very Mancraft. Oh. But I see this game, right, I just take this opportunity to say, a sequel. Okay, uh, one where you can create your own characters. Sometimes the men appear as in, with different things like a beard or, or, such, a cat or, face. or a cat face. The option to make your own characters would be fantastic. We we tried climbing up as high as we could uh, in hope that we could find the, the get outer space, perhaps. We saw the screen was getting darker. We realised it was just a filter yeah. in the end. But imagine that. Imagine if you could do that, climb up into, into space. space. Imagine, <gasps> imagine you could do it like where you could literally, you could connect men together to like kind of connect to the solar system. So yeah. like you could go to the moon yeah. and then from the moon. That's really good. And maybe some crazy Katamari-esque uh, storyline to it all. Well, so you need to collect a certain amount of men from space, yes. I th- oh, my the, God. The op- endless kind of things of trying to make this structure, make that make a bridge, you know, try and get over Human there. Human pyramid. Such. Yeah. So full retail game, I see, for the future, you know, full of all these different new options. I hope so. Kickstart it. I'll back it <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I will as well. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I'll mount that idea. Honestly, uh, buy it 80 points. What is that? That's a, a, a dollar, I think. Yeah, you're American. Yeah, some <laughs> chips, maybe some fries, uh, Mucky D's. But I, I'll move on. Yeah. It, it's it's very good. It is. Buy it. Um, another game that's very good is Arkham City. I played that again uh, this week. Uh, I'm getting into it. It's not often I get into a game like that. I'm amazed that you're playing it. I actually had to ask you last night and said, "Are you playing Arkham City?" And you were like. Yeah, I am, and you seemed quite excited. But the possibility that you were still playing I need the AAA to get, title, I, need to, I haven't played it. Haven't played it since the beginning of the week, actually. Oh. Last weekend, I think yeah. it was. But I, I, I got up reasonably early and started playing it, and uh, I, I just uh, defeated uh, well the, the penguin. It's yeah. no no spoiler that the penguin is in the game. Yeah. And there's a section of the game where you, you very very cool sequence of the game as well, and uh, great. Um, I talked about it a lot last week, so uh, I know most of you already know it's a fantastic game, but I, c- I can just truly say it just captured the essence of Batman video game form perfectly. Yeah, and I that's agree. all I'll, I'll, I'll say about that. Uh, I played a bit of Mutant Muds on the uh, bus the other day. It is a DS, uh, 3DS uh, game. Right. Uh, downloadable title. It's a platform game. It's rather tough, uh, but very enjoyable. You play a little dude who's got a little jetpack and a little gun, and you're shooting what look like poo monsters i can't remember the chap's name but the guy who developed it has done some extremely well known and cool games i think he might have done earthworm jim i know he wasn't the art guy behind okay. earthworm jim oh, but really? I think he may have done the game 
Okay, well, it, it's a fantastic platform game, and if you haven't already picked it up for your 3DS, it's already considered one of the best uh, 3DS downloadable titles, but I, I can't recommend it enough. Very it's the good game. Them pun it, uh, published by uh, Renegade Kid and okay. designed by a guy called Jules Watson. Okay. And was he involved with Earthworm Jim? Um, one second, I'll double check now. I'll keep talking. And okay, I'll, I'll keep talking. Cod and Gotham Racing 4. Can't get enough of it. One of the most addictive games I've played. It's very simply just a very good racing game uh, with a lot of replay value and uh, motorbikes, which is nice if you don't want to drive a car. Yeah. <laughs> simple simple as that. But it should, the Project Gotham Racing series is one of the best racing series you can play. Each entry has been great fun. This is the best. It's a very old game. <laughs> I think I can actually say it's a very old Xbox 360 game now. But uh, one that if you're a fan of racing games, you should just buy it because it's worth, ne- you know, you, you pay Forza next to nothing. Gotham, Forza or Gotham. Uh, uh, Project Gotham. It's more fun than Forza, I think. Cool. I like Forza very much, but this is, is more fun. Uh, I played a demo of uh, Call of Juarez. I had to ask Matt if I was saying that correctly before the show. Um, and this is a... Uh, the, the new one is uh, called Gunslinger. This is a downloadable title. So if you want a first-person uh, Wild West game, then this is available now. The, I was pretty impressed by the demo. I'll tell you a few things about it. I like the illustrative style of it. It, it looks a little bit like Borderlands vi- visual. It does, visually, yeah. Uh, which is nice. Uh, the concept of it is you telling a story and re- and you, you are reenacting the events of the story that this guy is telling someone else. Yeah. So that that's a cool little setup. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I I had a little trouble aiming. I, I think the aiming isn't as accurate as maybe it could be, but I think that's because it is the kind of weapons you're shooting and uh, maybe they're trying to go for that realism uh, of the Wild West, uh, unwieldy okay. weapons and, and such. Uh, it's sometimes hard to see the characters you're shooting, but I think that's the point because there's a control method where you have to save it up by shooting so many people, but then you can hold, I think, uh, the right bumper on the Xbox controller. That sounds pretty cool. And they appear flash up in red, so you can kind of see where they are. Um, I don't think it's revolutionary in any way, but I don't think there's, uh, other than the other Call of Duty uh, games, there's anything that really comes close to matching it in terms of a quality, next, you know, current console generation Western game. That's a first-person shooter. Yeah, now, of course, Red Dead Redemption is yeah. miles ahead as as the ultimate Western game. But if you want just a pure first-person shooter um, with a lot of neat ideas and nice visuals, I guess I could recommend it. Okay. I don't think I, I thought it was unique enough to, to warrant a purchase myself. But uh, I, I may just do it if, if, if the urge takes me because there is... Other than the other Call of whatever it's called, games, not much like it. So Yeah. Very good. Um, Cinemora I was playing. Did I mention this on the show? Yeah, I mentioned I picked it up. You mentioned it. you picked it up, yeah. Yeah, earlier on the it. show. Uh, I, I played it, and I really like it. You know, it's uh, lovely visuals for one. Uh, nice. It's got a great style to it. It is quite a straightforward uh, side-scrolling shooter game. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find any immense difficulty in what, I, what I'd done so far, which I really liked. You know, it's not a game like Ikaruga where you pick up and it's straight away harder than nails and 
maybe you can't appreciate it as much because of the difficulty level. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Karu, but I I don't play it so much because it is very a hard, constant yeah. struggle. Uh, I have to be in the right mood to play that game. I have to sit down with the... <laughs> a drink. A stiff drink. With the stark realisation <laughs> that I'm going to sneeze or I'm going to die 8 yeah. million times. Yeah. You ha- this, this is not quite that. You know, you don't just get hit once and then die. You've got a shield... Uh, You've got a unique kind of time slow down mechanic, which you don't have all the time, but you know it comes in handy every now and again. I didn't find yeah. I was using it that much, to be honest. I felt the game wasn't up to a point where there were too many bullets flying at me that I couldn't. No, it didn't avoid seem that way either. It definitely wasn't yeah. a bullet hell game. It seemed. It's a, it's a very creative um, side scrolling shoot with a lot of nice design and nice visuals and characters. Uh, that will pop up in kind of Star Fox like mode. They're all like animals and they'll they'll talk to each other. Yeah. Not in such a d- down and age way as Star Fox. These I swear, you know, <laughs> quite yeah. amusingly. Um, but yeah, if you like side scrolling shooters, this this feels very classic, very classic, and it has a quality to it. it does look cool, but I think it brings new things. It does, I right? Yeah. Am I right in saying it, ch- ch- it changes its rotation from vertical and... I haven't top? experienced vertical. Yeah, I think yes. it does at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that's the time slowdown thing is pretty cool. You know, you have a secondary weapon that you build up as well. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say so far it's revolutionary. You have this kind of constant kind of checkpoint time limit going on. Yeah. Uh, in, in certain sections where you have to get to a point before you'll, you'll blow up which, you know, is an extra thing. There's lots of big, gigantic bosses in it. Yeah. I don't, I've lost count of the amount of boss boss fights and big things I've fought, but they've not been terribly difficult or, okay. uh, you know, which be, but they're fun and creative, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was on offer 600 points. It may still be on offer in Xbox Live Arcade. I recommend, if you haven't played it, giving it a go. It's uh, well worth the, the, the 600 points, I'd say. Cool. And that is what I played, and that is what I bought this last week. Cool. I've actually realised I've played a few more things than I've let on to. Really? I've played the Street Pass Oh yeah, I, I on the Nintendo. played one of them. I've, Did you really? I, I didn't feel like I wanted to play all of them. I'm not going to lie to you, I love all of them. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh but yeah, I, 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 I like the side-scrolling shooter one where you can change the direction you're firing in. You can. <laughs> Yay. Which is, I thought, you know, for what is seemingly quite a simple game, quite unique. It's very unique. It's very good. Um, there's one bit as well. I don't know how far you've got into it because I've had an awful lot of street passes mm. over the car- past few days being in the UK. But there's one level where you're in a theme park kind of thing. And you're attached to the rails of a roller coaster, oh. so you can't actually move up and down oh. the screen, and it's all essentially based on your rotations of your guns on the shoulder buttons yeah. as to whether you live or die. Creative. It's very good. And then the angles change on what you're shooting and stuff, mm. so like at one point it kind of almost goes, so you're like head-on facing it and firing yeah. at things. And what I like and is you get, you get three goes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Which for a street pass game, which is usually quite short and straightforward, is is quite nice. These games feel bigger and more fleshed out than something like Street Pass Quest. They do, which is great. And I mean, you, you pay know, for them. Yeah, you do. But like, I think that is justification in itself that these are actually games. And I, I like you know with Street Pass Quest and things, I kind of I looked forward to getting Street Passes because I get puzzle pieces and I get hats. 
Hmm. But like... You get um, hats more easily here. Yeah, and they're fun to play. Like, yeah. I mocked the gardening game relentlessly, but it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, I got a plant. Do you get there. a plant? I got a plant of Callan. Yeah, oh. our friend Callan's got a 3DS. So. Do you get the? Do yeah. you get the? Do you get all four of them? Mm. Oh well, yeah, I've got all you, four. You've got all games, four. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel like I necessarily needed to buy them all though, because I don't find myself like w- wanting to play all four. I've, I haven't even played the the mansion one or the the mansion one's fantastic. Okay, I really like the mansion one. I I need to. I think they can take up a whole bus journey now. I think honestly they can. Like, <laughs> um, especially if you've got more players, like a street past. Uh, I think it was fifteen people in one day. Um, and I played a load of it mm. first, and then I put the street. I put it back in my pocket, and then I street past another load of people. Mm-hmm. Swansea is apparently a very, very good place to street past people these days. I think wow. it's because everyone in CEX seems to have a 3DS. But um, yeah, just I'm, look, I'm trying to get the names of the games because I can't remember them. Yeah, I can't either. I'm afraid. Sorry, Matthew. But the mansion <laughs> game's great. The mansion yeah. game is honestly very, very good. Um, like I said, the garden. Uh, right, I'm talking about one at a time. Sorry, I'm getting excited and getting ahead of myself. Right, the street pass squad is the the me fighty shooty one, which we've already discussed. That's very very good. It's probably one of my favourites because I like the shoot 'em up genre. I think it's very well done. As Tom said, it's very well executed and it brings a lot to the table with the fact that you can put different guns in different ports and the more people you streak past you can power up your weapons and stuff yeah. which is kind of cool very good and they act as like hits essentially so like even though Tom said you get three lives it's three lives until you've lost all of these people you've collected which is kind of cool um, Street Pass Garden is a gardening game which I took the piss out of last week <laughs> And I actually kind of enjoy it. I'm guessing it's because I've been playing a lot of New Leaf and Harvest Moon. But essentially, the essence of it is you get plants, and then every time you streak past someone, they kind of help you in your garden, so they'll water your plant or whatever. And when you finally grow a plant, you will pass people, and they will have a plant, and that plant will pollinate your plant, and you'll get a <laughs> seed, which can then either produce a new breed or a new colour, which you can then sell to kind of tidy up your garden and like there's kind of mini quest things you can do where you can grow a plant of a particular colour or whatever and then you can sell it to someone mm. and then they it's kind of like mm-hmm. they give you stuff to thank you mm. and things. So that's kinda of cool. Like honestly, like I, I didn't think I'd enjoy playing it. It's still my least favourite of them, but like okay. there's a lot to it. There's a lot of depth there, surprisingly, for something I thought was just gonna be kinda of crappy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Street Pass Battle game is very cool. Uh it's rock, paper, scissors in the whole scheme of things where you get Essentially every time you street pass people you will either just get them as a person or they will bring people to your army. The whole deal of it is there's a map and you are a general or king of a kingdom. And this cool thing that you can pick what kingdom you want to be. You can either be like feudal era, Japan style, like era with like a knights and samurais and stuff. You can be a medieval king and have knights. And you can be a futuristic one, which I haven't encountered on the battlefield yet. So I'm not too sure. I'm guessing obviously you probably look like Gundams in the typical style of Japanese things. 
Uh, but it's really cool because then you go along and every time you get soldiers, you can either use them to expand your castle, which allows you to use street pass coins to get more knights and things to come to your cause. Or you can go to war with the generals around you kind of thing. And then when you do that, you get more supplies to do things and you get more people for your army. And the general goal is, I think, there's 20 kingdoms within this land that you have to conquer to become the ruler of it all. Kind of a bit weird in the terms that, like, you're trying to become a guy that's conquering the rest of the world in a Nintendo game. But, yeah, it's really cool. Also, you can run into people if they've got a really big army. You can fight their army, and then if you beat them, you take control of it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, Street Pass Mansion, which you have said you haven't played. No, but I think yet. it's really cool. It's kind of a combination of a puzzle game and a kind of like a, an action RPG, mm. a little bit. Um, essentially, what you do is you run into people, and then when you find them in the, your mansion, they give you puzzle pieces depending on which colour they are and how many times you've met them will differentiate the shape, I think. So you can either get one square or you get like a random shape that kind of looks like a Tetris piece and then you lay it down on the floor. And the idea is you have to find the stairs. But if you have more than one puzzle piece of the same colour, you can put those together and it creates a room which gives you a chest, which means you can get an upgraded weapon or... You can get other bits and bobs like potions and this kind of stuff and things to power you up. Mm. But anytime you put two colours that aren't the same together, it creates a door and I think there's a 50-50 chance you'll battle something. But it's not like a typical JRPG kind of thing going on with it because you battle people, but you fire on them. Like, so you've got a gun that's battery-powered and then you use that gun to defend and stuff as well. It's pretty cool. Honestly, you should give it a try, Tom. I will, I will next time. Oh, actually, I can street pass you. You can street pass me afterwards. Yay! Yay. Yeah, uh, but no, honestly, all of them, very, very good. Great. I think it was like £12 or something. I think it's like 13 something Okay, honestly, though, I recommend it. Like, for the grand scheme of things, that's the price of a a title on Xbox Live, admittedly. But I I think you'll get more use out of this. Honestly, like, I have this 30 stages in the tower thing i think i'm on the third yeah. and i've been playing it religiously and i'm still playing street pass quest <laughs> so. Yeah, so am i you know but like <laughs> so this are... is uh this is great and these will definitely keep you going for a long time yeah thanks nintendo cheers nintendo no sort for, your for region locking out <laughs> okay lastly uh on this week's podcast uh matt's thrown something out there online on uh twitter and and such and asking you guys out there about gaming tragedies now matt do you want to give an example of uh Kind of I just kind of, we've... I realised the other day when I was talking to a friend and I kind of had a mini gaming tragedy today that kind of relates to this actually. Mm. My Nintendo 64 has died. Rip. Yeah, it's an emotional moment. It was an emotional moment, but I think I just need to clean it out and stuff and our good friend, the Retro Hunter on Twitter, I said he'll keep an eye out for me for one. Okay. And then maybe send it over. So that'll be cool. Cheers, Ali. Uh, anyways, um, I was talking with a friend about uh, at Craven Nation on Twitter on on Monday over at Nando's discussing our love of the N64 and various things for it. And I said to him, well, I didn't really like Pokemon Stadium that much. And he was talking about, well, I, I bought it, we played it so much and all of us had like the, the, transfer pack, pack. the transfer pack in the back of the controller and all this. Why didn't you like it? You were super into Pokemon. And then it brought up old memories. 
essentially, when I was a child, I had a copy of Pokemon Red that I legitimately got to 151 Pokemon. Well done. Yeah, which was, you know, no easy feat, obviously. Like, I had to swap with people and stuff and then convince people that my level 79 Dragonite was worth their Bulbasaur, etc. Really? You traded a Dragonite for a Bulbasaur? Yeah. At one point. I got it back, though. Oh. Yeah. They were being weird. Anyway. Okay. That's neither you know. No, I got him to level 100, which brings this tragedy even further. Um, but, like, I got legitimate Pokedex. I went to the Nintendo Roadshow, and I got Mew. And, yeah, generally as happy as can be. I had four of my Pokemon were at level 100. Um, my Gyarados, my Charizard, my Mewtwo, and my Dragonite. And then I had a few others of various level 80s and whatever. And, yeah, it was obviously legitimate level under Pokemon and stuff and I played against my mate Andrew who had like level 151 Snorlaxes that mm. he caught by glitching the island and stuff but yeah all was good had these Pokemon was very excited about the idea of Pokemon Stadium because we kind of had a mini gym between us where we'd battle people mm. for Pokemon trading cards of course and yeah, it was just all generally going well in the land of Pokemon. I was as happy as any child could be until I lent my friend Andrew my action replay card, um, which he claims corrupted his game. I think it was possibly more the fact that he was glitching level 151 Pokemon and catching missing goes and stuff as part of his team, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, I lent him an action replay card and he entered a code wrong and it his save got wiped for his Pokemon Blue. Mm. And so in revenge... A traumatic moment for yeah, any Pokemon yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He also had 150 Pokemon. But in revenge to this, in absolute retaliation, he took my copy of Pokemon Red when I wasn't in the room and just quickly started a new game and saved it. So I lost all my Pokemon. That's, and how bastard. I, how I found out... Was I bought Pokemon Stadium, which I had saved for for weeks. I'd saved my pocket money and yes. not done anything for like six or seven weeks. And I got my pocket money together, got my dad to drive me to Toys R Us, picked up Pokemon Stadium on the day it came out, got home, plugged it into my N64, only for the thing to say there's no Pokemon on the cartridge. And I was like, well, what do you mean there's no Pokemon on the cartridge? And I opened it and I put it in the game and I thought Pokemon Stadium had corrupted it and I just wept all of those hours. And they were, I imagine, a lot of hours. Yeah, 200 plus, I think, easily. And just was just so pissed off. And then I realised that it wasn't corrupt because there was a save on the game and I rang my mate Andrew and he was just like, yeah, what of it? Are you still friends? We are. (laughs) (laughs) It took time as a healer, Tom. It's okay. But yeah, uh, I, I asked some of you guys uh, for yeah, gaming tragedies. I kind of gave the example of, you know, getting to the end of a third disc of a JRPG and then the game being scratched or losing your save file or seeing something in the wild once that you regret not picking up. Mm. And I had a lot of response, which is kind of cool. Thank you, guys. Um, Marty Mags, uh, great guy on Twitter, Said he completed uh, Metro Last Light recently on Ranger Hardcore Mode, which is the super difficult thing, which I imagine took an awful lot of time. 
And then he didn't get the achievement for it, which is a bit gutting, because why would you put yourself through that if mm. not for the achievement? Mm. Sorry, Matty. Um, Magnum Valentino. Yay! Fellow processor. Um, told us of the harrowing tale of him having lots of copies of Metal Gear Solid, four in a row to be precise, um, but all of them froze on the end credits, so he could never get the infinite ammo, bandana, or any of the cool stuff wow. you've got for completing Metal Gear Solid. That's, that's unlucky. That's some serious <laughs> business, yeah. Speaking of that, though, like I know a few people who've had uh, copies of Final Fantasy VIII mm. who they they don't get past the intro sequence. They just freeze on the intro sequence. M- M- well, the copy I, I've got, um, there's a big satellite. It was must have been relatively near the beginning of the game. It was going to yeah. fire. I don't know if you yeah. remember that bit. And it would always, that was it. It got stuck there. Really? And so... You didn't play Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah. I think I got it cleaned, actually. I think I got the disc cleaned. I think I did play a bit more after that. Then, as usual, I lost interest. Yeah. Continue. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, uh, Deadhead Zed said he... Oh, this is terrible. He bought a, shad, a copy of Shadow of the Colossus for the PS2 pre-owned. And when it arrived, someone had actually ripped the cardboard sleeve apart so they could fit it into a regular DVD case. So it would fit on their shelves, I'm assuming. But they'd butchered oh. the, the very nice oh, cardboard sleeve a... and just kind of just ripped it apart and oh, then stuck it dear. in a PS2 case. Oh dear! Oh dear! Yeah, that's serious. I've business. got a copy of Sonic and Knuckles where the the the, car, the the original cardboard packaging has been taken apart and put inside a, a VHS. Really? And the VHS thing, yeah. That's interesting. It's got the cartridge inside there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that was affordable, you know. Yeah. I, so I, I didn't really mind so much for wanting to play the game, but yeah, exactly. now you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, our self-proclaimed biggest fan in the world, Big Phil 89, uh, told us of his story of heartbreak after his 112-hour save file for Oblivion was corrupted. And he said oh, he still gets tingles every time he uploads. Anytime he tries to play Skyrim now, every time yeah. he boots it up, he gets... He's a bit worried. That's going to happen. Fingers crossed moment. Yeah. The squeaky bum moment. Oh. This file hasn't grafted. Uh, Nakamura Martin said he bought a sealed copy of A Link to a Past in 1999 for two quid. And now he just wishes he hadn't opened it because he oh. had the red Nintendo red band seal and everything. Yeah, I, I opened my sealed copy of Japanese copy of Nights into Dreams with the uh, controller, the 3D controller. Yeah. Uh, all sealed up. I don't know how you know, rare that is to find them like that. Yeah. But I really wanted to play the game. Also unsealed my copy of Blaster Master for the NES, which <laughs> I bought with, along with a sealed copy of Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan. Uh, Action Kung Fu, whatever it's called. Uh, so is that worth anything? I don't know. I got them quite cheap. So Yeah. I just want to play the games, you know. I, I can't know, stop myself. I know. <laughs> Especially when it's the only ones you can find as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, what else is there? Oh, actually, uh, B-Pro Mike. Hello, processor Mike. <gasps> Mike Davis? Yes, said his Davies. his biggest gaming tragedy was that he didn't buy a sealed copy of Ico when he first started in retail. Yeah. Was that ever presented to you, Tom? Were you there then? Mm, when Ico came out? No, I don't think no. I was, not when it came out. Um, yeah, previously mentioned Ali at the Retro Hunter. Cheers for Fall of Fridays and stuff, Ali. Uh, you waited 20 years to buy a Neo Geo AEA. Yeah. Uh, AES yeah. um, and he happily played it for two weeks before it became faulty and then just to throw salt in the wounds a new game for it arrived the day after no. sad times 
Um, and then there's a really cool story by uh, at Megabytes blog. Um, I'll post the link in the description because you should read it because it's a very funny story. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially the tale of a Christmas heartbreak that involved too many sweets, oh, a young, a younger words. brother, yeah. and a Mega Drive. It's harrowing, Go but on. fortunately he got a new one recently mm. after. But essentially, boils down to he got his brother and him got very excited playing Sonic Two all day, and after that, they kind of went to bed after too many sweets and too much excitement mm-hmm. um, for his brother not to feel very well. His dad to break open the door quickly, kind of thing, to grab his brother and for his brother just to turn out of the bed and be sick all over the Mega Drive. Mm. With no cartridge in it because he put it in the box, so all of the, the vomit went, inside, went the... inside of the Mega Drive, and yeah, his dad tried to clean it and stuff and took it all apart, but it was broken. But fortunately, I think he replaced it the next day. Oh, how yeah. nice! That's so a happy good. ending to that story. Yeah, my Xbox 360 actually did the same thing. I I well, bought you vomited it. Vomited in it? No, it just died <laughs> on Christmas Day, and uh, yeah, fortunately they had new ones in because it was when it yeah. launched. Like I got the launch console when they were very mm. scarce in demand and it died yeah. the day I opened it, it Red Ring of Death. And fortunately, I rung HMV like first thing in the morning, just mm. being like, what the hell? And they were like, well, we've got other consoles in at the moment kind of thing. Just come up early in the morning and you can get good, one. Good, so, good. Yeah, I, I was trying to wrap my brains. If I had a similar kind of gaming tragedy, I could just think of minor niggles, really. Uh, for example, you mentioned about problems with getting first getting a console. I got the Dreamcast for about fifty pounds, you know, when they were you know starting to sell them off cheap. Yeah. And uh, we thought it didn't work. Yeah, I got it back home, plugged it all in. Oh, what's the? Oh no! And I got so upset and said, "Well, we're going to have to uh, get a new one tomorrow morning, take it back and uh, swap it round." Um, turns out there was nothing wrong with it at all. I just hadn't pushed the scart lead into the back of it. Far I had enough. a similar thing on Christmas <laughs> actually with the PlayStation One, where like my dad. Uh, was very insistent that he would set it up and stuff. And so he did. And they didn't get me a memory card, which mm. is a, obviously a big silly thing to do with the PlayStation 1 because you can't save your games otherwise. Yeah, the person selling it them should have insisted. They should have. <laughs> they bought it from game as well. Tom. Oh. Uh, actually, I think it would have been an electronics boutique back at that time. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so they bought it and I wanted to play Rayman and Tekken, which is a, a bit of a blow to me because I really wanted Ridge Racer. And I think that's where my hatred of driving games... Nah, it's wrong, but I got a Rayman and I really liked it. Everyone likes um, Rayman. Yeah, but so they put it in and stuff and they set it all up and they turned it on and nothing happened. It just went to the, the menu, you know, the memory card block yeah. and the CD player. And my dad was like, it's not working. Oh, it doesn't work without a memory card, blah, 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 blah. And went a bit nuts and I was really upset because I really wanted to play my PlayStation. Yeah, and I hate those. Yeah, times. turns out he just hadn't put a disc in it. So, like, for most of Christmas Day, I couldn't play my PlayStation because my dad was insistent it was broken. Yeah, just, my, my dad was insistent it was broken yeah, as well. literally yeah. just didn't put the disc in the it's console. Broken. It's broken. Yeah. The thing you do is broken. I didn't no. realise because, like, my mum said, like, oh, make sure you take the disc out of the console now <laughs> just in case we take it so back no and they don't give you a game. There's nothing in there. So oh. I just plugged it in and it worked. Hey, what's that show? I've, this is just Rayman related. Uh, it sprung to my head. It's totally unrelated to what we're talking about here. But uh, is there a show called Everybody Loves Raymond? There is. T-shirt, everybody Rudy loves, loves Rayman. Uh, like that? Yeah. That's an idea. Hey, so no gaming tragedies really for me. But uh, I got to think, we were talking about Pokemon. Uh, I'd heard that the, the Pokemon games have a battery save. So if you haven't played them for a very long time, it's the Game Boy games, um, 
then you may have lost your save game because the battery might have died. Okay. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to try my copy of Pokemon Blue. I now. think you're playing with fire. After, I honestly, I don't think it's that bad. After I think, many years. I think it lasts for a very long time, but so I, think, I think you're toying with Heartbreak. We're going right. to see. I had like 149 Pokemon. I never got the last two because I wanted to stand on a cliff and get the last Pokemon. I never... It sounds weird. I really wanted to catch my last <laughs> Pokemon or get my last Pokemon when I was standing on, uh, on a cliff. I thought it would be a very epic way to finish the game. So I, I held off doing it. What? Yep. Weird, eh? Anyway, here we go. Pokemon Blue. Continue. Yeah, I oh. thought, thought it would still be there. 195 hours, 149 Pokemon. I wanna. I don't tell don't, me. Don't, don't, don't. I'm continuing. It's okay. I'm not gonna start a new game. <laughs> yeah. I just wanna look in your Pokedex. You can look in my Pokedex. Because I bet you know which one it is. Is that what you're missing? What is it? I need to evolve the Pokemon. Is it evolving uh, something? You're missing Blastoise. Yeah, I need to evolve my Wartortle into Blastoise. And I, I was waiting for the cliff. You haven't even got him in your squad. Blastoise. No, a uh, uh, water or no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, Pokemon Yellow. <laughs> Pokemon, oh, we'll just try more. Well, I'm, I'm guessing Pokemon Yellow is going to be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. Pokemon yeah, Blue is so, fine. Yeah, Silver's definitely so going to be fine. So this kind of um, urban myth, maybe. Is, is it an urban myth? I think it's... Can a, you lose save games think, if you don't play I the game? I think you can, then? because I'm pretty sure I've done it on Super Nintendo cartridges before. Right. But it's a very, very, very long time. There's not even a problem Pokemon Yellow. 23 hours 43 in the Pokedex yeah. I picked that up for a pound really yeah, yeah the, the, like, the uh, sticker was a bit mashed on it uh, Pokemon okay. Silver okay we'll just try this one quickly it'll be fine it'll be fine we all know it's fine we all know it's fine but how many hours do I spend playing it Ooh. that's the question uh, it's not fine really oh got it <laughs> <laughs> oh that sucks to be you Oh well, never mind. My luckily, I got Soul Silver, didn't I? And got yeah, all the you... Pokemon on that, so I'm not too bothered about that. So it's no gaming tragedy. Do you feel alright? I, I don't know. Do you want a cuddle? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it's been so long. I've forgotten what Pokemon I had in my team on that one. Yeah, I had a very sad moment when I traded my copy of Soul Silver in, um, and I, I erased it <laughs> to avoid people like you who would sit in stock rooms and take Pokemon off cartridges. Um, I I killed my level 100 Tyranitar and my level 95 Lugia I think I, by I starting a new some, game. some time alone. How long did you play that game? Probably as long as that one. Really? Nearly 200 hours, maybe? How many... What, what do you reckon your Pokedex was? Probably pretty good. Do you reckon? I'm, I, I imagine it was... See, my Pokedex on my copy of Soul Silver was a bit rubbish because no one bought gold. Everyone had grown up with Pokemon. Yeah, my, my one on Soul Silver was is amazing, and it will remain to be amazing because that save won't disappear. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Yeah, cool. Right. Well, on, on that note, <laughs> you look you look really <laughs> heartbroken. You didn't expect to see that, then, did you? Not after Blue was all right. Yeah, but I must have played Blue more recently for some reason. Yeah. Blastoise is even the Pokemon on the front of the exactly. Uh, that's what cartridge. I'm saying. That's why I'm amazed. But like. First Pokemon I think I got via trading were like Blastoise, Char- uh, Blastoise and got, Venusaur. There's got to be another one because obviously 149. Well, Mew, I've right. got Mew. You've got Mew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something else. If that corrupts, so you put it back in. 
<laughs> it wouldn't, I'm sure. No, no. Anyway, we'll, we'll look at that later. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's. I'm gonna say the end um, of the show. Scyther, for fun. Scyther, why? Scyther. No, no Pinsor. Well, I don't know, maybe. Could be. Hey. Polygon. Answers are on Twitter. We'll tell you next week. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> who's that Pokemon? Remember that thing no what one ever did? Other Pokemon, what other than Blastoise. Don't yeah. try. There's 149 of them. He's got Mew. Remember that? Yeah, I've got Mew. Yeah, serious business. I went okay. and got that from Manchester. Did you? I, I can't Roadshow. remember where I got mine. Mm. I think it might have been Cardiff. It might have been Bristol. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's it. That's wrapping it up nicely. We kind of yeah. babbled a bit this podcast, but it's all right. I don't know. But I hope you, you let us know if it's been alright or not. Yeah, please <laughs> review us on iTunes. I hope you enjoyed you it know. anyway, and uh, let us a, know. Yeah, have a good week of gaming. We're getting back into uh, it. We're getting back into the flow. We can't recreate the magic of last week, Tom. What yeah, will we do? What, what will we do when I'm away for three weeks? Um, I'll interview people. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come to that when we come to. But next week's show will be as as normal. as normal. Yeah, but we'll record it just a little bit earlier. Than yeah, exactly. Usual. Like we did last. Like week. we did last week, and that yeah. was gold. In my opinion, that was a good one. I think that was my favourite one mm. of a podcast. Maybe we shouldn't do them on Sunday Maybe afternoon. Maybe we somewhere. shouldn't. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, please uh, subscribe slash rate us on iTunes. Um, honestly, it does mean a lot. Like a few things have got us into the thing on the new Noteworthy on the UK one. So we'd like to stay there if we could just to kind of grow the podcast and things. If you could take a moment out of your time to do that, we'd be much appreciated. Uh, follow us on Twitter at forward at TMA cast um, and like us on Facebook forward slash Tom and Matt attack. I'll be posting up that animal crossing contest in the week. I think hopefully I'll have got the QR code from Mabel um, reader machine thing. You'll know what that means if it's animal crossing, but yeah, until next week, game on game on. <laughs> <laughs>